Welcome to the Church Matters Podcast, where we talk about topics related to the church in a way that honors the church. Thank you for joining the discussion. All right, welcome to the Church Matters Podcast, where we talk about topics related to the church in a way that honors the church. I'm your host, Corey Williams, and I'm here with Don Williams today, and I'm excited about the different conversation pieces that we're going to have. Uh, We'd love for you to follow us, to like and follow us, to subscribe, to um, leave us reviews on the different uh, podcast platforms. We think that would be really helpful, and we believe that this is going to be a ministry that's going to help a lot of people. So please do help us get the word out, and uh, we're excited about this. So we had a game plan, and it shifted in the last few minutes. That's right, yeah. We... uh, we're just following the news and found out that the governor of Illinois put us into a lockdown. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is. So we're making some adjustments on the fly. And um, we've got some different talking points and things that we want to cover today. But uh, right now, let's just talk about what it means to be in a lockdown. What do you suppose people are feeling right now as they're finding out about this you know, new law that's going to be in place and the fact that they're going to have to post up for the weekend and maybe even longer. Well, there's a couple different things people are thinking. The first one would be terror. And the second one would be, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, we were already having conversations about, you know, how to get out here so we could continue to minister to our people. And, you know, we were joking. It's one of the provisions in there is that agriculture is a necessity. And so you guys were like, well, we'll put you on the payroll. You'll be a farmhand (laughs) and come on to the tree farm. So yeah, I'm sure people are thinking that. Um, One of the reasons why we're having this conversation and why we thought it was appropriate to bump it up and just get it rolling is because we were locked down. Right. Not here. Right. Where where were we at? We were in Kenya in 2007 and 2008. Um, We got there. Uh, I think it was the 28th. The elections was on the 27th. December 28th of 07. Yep. And we landed. And then... And we found out that they had a presidential election. Yep. And we were told it was good. The election happened. Nothing happened. And so they thought, okay, yeah, it's okay. You can come. But while we were in the air, I believe, things changed dramatically. Yeah. It was. It got real ugly real fast. Yeah. So, and, you know, obviously in that area, uh, it's different. It's a different kind of governmental system. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, as nationals there would say, it's corrupt. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, we're not saying anything that the locals wouldn't say. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was was quite the ordeal because the election was leaning in one direction. It quickly changed, and that just got everyone thinking, this whole thing is rigged, and this whole thing... Just went sideways. And, yeah, and, real uh, quick. Yeah, so both of us have faulty memory, so we'll probably yeah. get corrected later. Right. Um, but what was it like to be in Nairobi, Kenya during a lockdown? Well, I think the, the big thing that comes to mind is it was very surreal. Um, it just didn't seem like it was as bad as you read about, but it was. And so it, though it seemed very normal. Uh, in some respects, it was also very scary. So we 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 um, got off the plane and they rushed us to a motel. I think it was a Red Roof Inn at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not it's not anything like you experience here in the states. Yeah, not a you know American 
Red Roof Inn or anything comparable to a hotel. We we were a big group. How big were we? We must have been 15. This is our whole family plus uh, Randall and Chanel. And uh, was Laura McFadden on that trip? I'm not sure. But we had a bigger bigger crew. And, yeah, we were just trying to make adjustments on the fly. Dave and Jake maybe were on that, too. I don't don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we were at the hotel for that night, which... um, I don't know if that was a part of the plan or not, but then we ended up at the property. Yes, yes. We bailed on that real quick and pulled the ripcord on it and ended up at the property with Brian and Heather and the fam. And so, and that was, uh, that was, that was fun too. I mean, that was a good time. Um, the property wasn't secure. Um, it was just off, out of, out of the city. Uh, we were in the suburbs of Kenya, basically. Yeah. And so, um, we had guards there, but like I said, it was, it's not like being in the States where everything's lit up. It's dark there at night and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, uh, right next to the corrupt forest there it was too at the time. And, and so it was, uh, it was, it was a little, little dicey, but it was, it was, we felt safe. We felt safe the whole time. It was yeah. very surreal. Yeah, I mean, when I remember the events, there were a couple of things that come to mind. The one is, um, you know, it was crazy to hear the gunshots oh, yes. at night and see the fire in the distance. As you could tell, that the city was, you know, experiencing rioting and you could hear, you know, all kinds of different things. But at the same time, because we were in a remote location and we were on a property that's right. it, you know, it wasn't secure, but it was uh, fenced in, and yeah. you know, we did have a guard there and everything else. So, yeah, it was just a bizarre experience. It was, it was, and of course, they were fighting. Um, there was, it's tribal over there, so a lot of tribes. You can't even think how many there are. Mm-hmm. But the um, the election swung to a particular tribe influence Mm -hmm. and the other tribes were going after those tribal members Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be like uh it is here they can tell by facial features and everything to us they all look like kenyans but over there they could tell the difference between tribes just by looking at them so they'd go after people and you know basically kill them yeah they were violent and it was you know that was dicey yeah to be American Westerners over there, you know, right, were right. the odd men out, the odd people out. So yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Um, yeah. One of the things I remember too is, and this is, I mean, this is just how it works. There was a, there was a feeling of disappointment. And I think a part of it is, you know, you go on a mission trip and you have these agendas that you have in mind and even expectations. And do you recall that at all? I mean, yes, yes. I think some of us were struggling with, we came to do a mission trip. Right. And it looked a lot different than we had planned. Yes, yes. Kind of like what's going on today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we filled, uh, it was a lot of idle time. We had literally nothing to do except converse with the group. And, uh, I remember it got stressed at times mm-hmm. with in inner dynamics of the group. We got rough and yeah, relationships. Yeah. I mean, they're strained in yeah. high pressure situations like that. And right. Right. Yeah. But you know, in the end it was all really sweet. I mean, it was good except for, you know, the obvious, but yeah. it was a good experience yeah. for the group. 
draw yeah. juice together very well. It did. And, you know, we come out on the other side, and I think there are lessons that we learned about the faithfulness of God. I think that there were things that kind of revealed his character to us in the midst of it. And, and then, uh, yeah, we, we came back, I would say, uh, with a greater awareness of That's what, right. what God is up to. All right, so what do we need to say to our people right now as they're moving into this unknown experience of... Um, you know, being locked down and unable to travel, what are some of the things that we can say having experienced a similar thing? What can we say to people going into this right now? Well, you know, first thing comes to my mind is we're going to be talking about this for a long time, Yeah, <laughs> but it'll be all right. It's going to be all right. Um, it it uh, is not as bad as it might seem because hmm. uh, we live in America and it's a pretty, pretty cool place. Yeah, I mean, we we have so many more advantages in this scenario yes. that I can think of, and and um, just to to know that we went through that and came out on the other side with a greater awareness of God's faithfulness, and I do think we probably all learned some pretty significant lessons having gone through that, and um, yeah. the trustworthiness of God, and and I would say to our church family and any listener, um, the same is true today, you know, that God will be faithful mm-hmm. and. We will come out on the other side, and the truth is we will be stronger and have maybe even a greater faith in God. So let me um, share with you, you know, both of us probably do the one-year Bible. Yes. Yeah, so we're bumping into some stuff in the Psalms lately, and it's been really ministering to me. And so I just want to share uh, a couple verses from Psalm 61, and uh, this is what it says. In Psalm 61, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower. I long to dwell in your tent forever. I take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, have heard my vows. You've given me the heritage of those who fear your name. And um, and it goes on to say, then I will, I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. Wow, that's yeah. great. So I'm going to pray and, uh, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Okay. Lord, we thank you so much that you are a good God and uh, you are faithful. You are our refuge. And we want to be faithful in the midst of a very difficult season in the life of our country, in the life of our world, in our own personal lives. Lord, we want to fulfill our vows to you and sing your praise. And so help us to do that. And I pray for those who are tuning in. I pray that you would minister to them and be the God of comfort. Yes. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you've got ideas for topics or questions, you can email churchmatters. um, Let me get this right. Churchmatterspodcast at gmail.com and we'd be happy to hear your feedback and uh, some ideas for topics and any questions that you have that we can field in upcoming episodes. Thanks for tuning in guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening in. Please like and subscribe to this podcast in order to receive notifications for upcoming episodes. If you've benefited from listening, we'd appreciate you taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd also love it if you shared this with a friend. Until next time, may the manifold wisdom of God be made known through the church.